This podcast is kindly sponsored by the multinational biopharmaceutical company Insight. ILCA is, today, the world's leading and most important multidisciplinary society tackling liver cancer. ILCA. Hello, my name is Lorenza Rimassa. I'm a medical oncologist at Humanities University and Humanities Research Hospital in Milan, Italy. And I'm also the ILCA treasurer and member of the executive committee of ILCA. Uh, it's a great pleasure to me to be here today with Alejandro Forner from the BCLC in Barcelona and member of the Communications Committee of ILCA. And today we will be discussing uh, some abstracts presented at the ESMO annual meeting held in Paris in September 2020. Hi, Alejandro. Hi, Lorenza. I, I would like to start with the LEAP002 study that was a global randomized double-blind trial evaluating the efficacy and safety of lembatinib plus pembrolizumab versus lembatinib in monotherapy as a first-line therapy for advanced HEC. The patients eligible for the trial were randomized to lembatinib to the conventional doses according to the body weight, plus pembrolizumab, 200 mg every three weeks, compared with lemba plus placebo in the conventional doses. The trial had two primary endpoints, the overall survival and the progression-free survival according to the resistance criteria measured by a blinded independent committee review, and also overall response rate by resist and safety were secondary endpoints. I would like to stress that the protocol specified two interim analyses and a final analysis for overall survival, and also just only keep in mind that the specified efficacy boundaries were one side p-value of 0 0.002 for progression of survival at the interim analysis one, and 0 0.0185 for operational survival at the final analysis. A total of 794 patients were randomized uh, to Lemba Pembro 395 and for Lemba therapy 399. The final analysis, after a median follow-up of 32.1 months, 534 uh, uh, operational survival events had occurred. And the median overall survival with lembatinib plus pembrolizumab was 21.2 months, and the overall survival with lembatinib monotherapy was 19 months. I would like to stress that the hazard ratio was 0.84, but the p-value was 0.0227 and was superior to the specified p-value. Also, the other primary endpoint, the progression field survival at the interim analysis one, was 8. 0.2 months for Pembrolemba and 8 months for Lembatinib with a hazard ratio of 0 0.867 and a p-value of 0 0.0466. Finally, uh, the secondary endpoints, the overall response was 26% for Lemba Pembro versus 17.5% for Lemba monotherapy. And finally, according to the safety profile, the gate three, four, five treatment-related uh, adverse events were 62.5 for the combination and 57.5 for Lemba uh, monotherapy, with a treatment-related mortality of 1% for the combination versus 0.8% for the uh, Lemba monotherapy. Uh, just only to highlight that in this trial, the combination of Lemba plus pembrolizumab achieved the longest median over survival ever reported in first line in HEC, in a three study, remember 21.2 months with no new safety signal observed. Also, I would like to stress that the median overall survival of lembatinib therapy was 19 months, and this result supports the use of lembatinib 
as a standard therapy in first line in advanced HEC. But finally, and this is pretty important, and this is the main conclusion of the study, the two primary endpoints that we remember were overall survival at the final analysis and progression free survival at the first interim analysis did not meet the pre-specified statistical significance, and thus this combination of lembatinib plus pembrolizumab did not show survival benefit compared with lemba monotherapy in the first-line setting, and accordingly, the trial was considered negative according to the design. Also, Lorenza, you want to comment an additional trial evaluating a new drug in phase three trial? Uh, yes, Alejandro. The, the second phase three trial presented was, the, um, again, a phase three trial comparing a combination of immune checkpoint inhibitor plus a small molecule, counterlizumab, another PD-1 inhibitor plus ribosiranib or apatinib, that is a small molecule against the VEGF receptor 2 versus sorafenib, in uh, 543 patients randomized one-to-one. The eligibility criteria were standard, so unresectable or metastatic HCC, BCLCC, or B, unsuitable for local regional treatment, ECOG performance A201, child 2 plus A. Stratification factors included a macrovascular invasion and or extrapatic spread, geographic region, this is important, Asia versus non-Asia, and baseline serum AFP with a cutoff of 400. The primary endpoints of the study were progression-free survival and overall survival. It's important to mention in the baseline characteristics that 83% of the patients enrolled in the trial were from Asia, and so only 17% were from non-Asian countries. And this corresponded to the etiology of approximately 75% of patients with HBV etiology, 15% with non-viral etiology, and approximately 10% of the patients with HCV etiology. Um, the trial was positive. The progression-free survival was 5.6 months with the combination of cameralizumab plus rivocirinib versus 3.7 months with strafinib, with a hazard ratio of 0.52 and a p-value that is highly statistically significant. And the advantage in progression-free survival was observed in all subgroups of patients analyzed. Also, the overall survival endpoint was met with a median overall survival of 22.1 months with the combination versus 15.2 months with serafinib, has a ratio 0.62, and again, p-value highly statistically significant. So we have an advantage, a benefit from the combination, even if serafinib performed very well with a median overall survival of 15 months. And again, if you look at the forest plot, um, the advantage of the combination was observed in all subgroups of patients analyzed. Also, in terms of objective response rates, there is a benefit. The um, response rate is uh, 25 to 33% with a combination of counterlizumab plus rivocirinib, uh, according to RISIS 1.1 or modified RISIS, respectively, versus a 6% to 10% with the SRAP. So also in terms of objective response rate and also in terms of disease control rate, there is an advantage. The disease control rate is a 78% with the combination versus a 55% approximately with the SRAP. However, there is another important point to mention that is the safety. 80.5% of the patients in the Canalizua plus Rivocirinib arm experience grade 3 or 4 treatment-related adverse events, and the same percentage of patients, 8.5, experience treatment-related adverse events leading to dose modification or interruption of any treatment component. So when or if this combination will be approved, it will be a combination for very fit patients and very selected patients. Also, it's important to, to mention that 
in terms of subsequent treatment, and more patients in the sorafenib arm received immunotherapy compared to the combination arm, but nonetheless, the combination arm demonstrated superiority in all the efficacy points. So I would like to stress two points. Most of patients were from Asia, and the safety profile um, is a bit concerning. So we will see if this combination will be approved worldwide or only in Asia. And if approved and when approved, we will have to select patients to be treated with this combination. Uh, another trial showed, uh, um, on the contrary, a very good safety profile. So Alejandro, maybe we, you would like to talk about the Rational 301 trial? Yes, this trial, the Rational 301 trial, was a global randomized feed trial studying comparing this lethizumab. That this was an anti-PD-1 monoclonal antibody that demonstrated durable responses and was very well tolerated as a monotherapy in second line against sorafenib as a first-line treatment in patients with unresectable HCC. The inclusion criteria was the usual in, in these trials, the just only including patients with preserved liver function and very well-preserved performance status, and the patients were randomized one-to-one -one to receive this immunotherapy inhibitor versus sorafenib in the conventional doses until this progression, uh, toxicity, or uh, no longer benefiting the, the therapy. The primary endpoint was overall survival, and the secondary points were overall response rate, progression-free survival, and durable overall response by blinded independent review committee, and obviously safety. Very importantly, I would like to stress that the study was designed to demonstrate that the overall survival with this lethizumab was not inferior to sorafenib, and accordingly, this was a non-inferiority study, and the, the margin for benefit was 1.08. Finally, 342 patients were randomized to, to this lethizumab and 332 to sorafenib, the median overall survival of the immune chicoid inhibitor was 15.9 months compared with 14.1 months with sorafenib. That was the expected overall survival with sorafenib. And the hazard ratio was 0.85. And accordingly, the trial met its primary endpoint of, of non-inferiority overall survival compared with sorafenib. Also, the authors highlighted that the, this new immune chicoid inhibitor was associated with higher overall response rate 14% versus 5% with sorafenib. And more importantly, the duration of the response was significantly longer with the Tislethumab uh, drug. In this case, 36 months compared with 11 months. Finally, the safety profile was consistent with the prior reports and the incident rates of grade 3, 4, or 5 adverse events was 48% for the immune chip inhibitor versus 65% for, for the sorafenib. And accordingly, the authors conclude that these new anti-immunotherapy inhibitors, this lethizumab, as a single agent, demonstrated clinically meaningfully overall survival benefit. And more importantly, this overall survival benefit was not inferior to sorafenib. And more importantly, with a more favorable safety profile in first-line treatment option. And accordingly, we have a new treatment option first-line for patients with advanced HCC. And Lorenza, we have focused all the discussion for HCC, but also we have trials evaluating new drugs for cholangiocarcinoma. And I would like to know your opinion regarding the refocus trial. Lorenza, what do you think with this phase one, two trial? Yeah, thank you, Alejandro. This is a very interesting phase one, two trial that tested a new highly selective FGFR2 inhibitor, called really 4008 in a, um, a, it's a phase one, two trial with a dose escalation part and a phase two expansion part with different cohorts. And they presented the results focused on patients with FGFR2 fusion positive, 
patients with cholangiocarcinoma previously treated with chemotherapy, but not previously treated with other FGFR inhibitor. And uh, the patients presented the, at ESMO uh, were treated with a different doses in the escalation part, and then with the recommended phase two dose of 70 milligrams per day. And the, the results in terms of efficacy are really impressive. For patients that are treated with all doses, the overall response rate is 63% and the disease control rate 92%. And if we look at the patients treated at the recommended phase two dose of 70 milligrams per day, the overall response rate is 88% and disease control rate is 100%. So never seen before. It's only a small cohort of patients, we have 17 patients treated at the recommended phase 2 dose, but the results are really impressive. And impressive also in terms of the duration of response, because the majority of responders remained on treatment with ongoing responses at the time of data presentation, 71%. So really, really good results. And also in terms of safety, because as I said, the um, really 4008 is a highly selective FGFR2 inhibitor. So we see the same adverse events we are used to see with other FGFR inhibitors like stomatitis, nail toxicity, skin toxicity, and dry mouth, uh, dry eye. But all the adverse events, almost all the adverse events are low grade, were low grade, manageable, and largely reversible. And this is associated or related to the selective FGFR2 inhibition and sparing of FGFR1 and FGFR4 inhibition that we see with the unselective FGFR inhibitors. So to conclude that this trial has showed very impressive results. We have only a small group of patients treated so far, but we will see uh, results in a larger number of patients. And we hope these results will be confirmed. This will be a game changer uh, considering the results in terms of efficacy and safety. These were the most important abstracts orally presented at ESMO in terms of HCC and cholangiocarcinoma. Uh, thank you, Alejandro, for being with us today, and thank you all for listening. Thank you, Lorenza, for co-chairing this podcast with me, and it was a very interesting meeting in liver cancer. This podcast is kindly sponsored by the multinational biopharmaceutical company Insight. ILCA is, today, the world's leading and most important multidisciplinary society tackling liver cancer. ILCA.